All right, uh, 45 minutes away, Bobby Marks. The structure of the Warriors, the capologist, Clay Thompson's value, what would you do? Can't wait for that conversation. We were talking about this too, and this sort of goes into your excitement level for what the Warriors still have. Was it 29? Do they have 29 games left? Uh, yes, right? 53 down, 29 to go. Um, I, I want to get this out up front. I'm excited about everything always. That's just kind of the way that you I are, roll. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the Warriors play the Lakers tomorrow night. I can't wait to get home. Like, I run. I run to the car and get home because the game is on. That's one thing that's just, that's me. And that's one of the reasons, and it's only one of them, but from a baseball perspective, one of the reasons I love the game is because I can use that phrase 162 times. The game is on. I'm going to go home, and the game is on. I love that. I love the game on when I'm focused on it. I love it on in the background. So we're talking out excitement levels in terms of what's coming as we now move into the post-football era, 2024. May it rest in peace. Mm. Mwah. We loved you. We miss you already. P.S. We'll never forget you for a number of reasons. Crap. Right? Anyway. Sorry, but that's, that's true. Grandy said something earlier today before the show, and it didn't stick with me because of what he said. It stuck with me because of how he said it. Now, Grandy, and I'm going to paraphrase. I could pull the text, but I'll just paraphrase. He he expressed excitement about Giants baseball, but he said so in such a way that was like, look, don't kill me, okay? I don't even know why I feel this way, right? but I kind of do. Please don't be mad. And it spoke to me. Because when I look at what's going on with the Giants, and I know, oh, I know, you, boy, some of you are listening to me set this up, and you're already like, oh, we're going to point a Farhan gun right at Willard's head because here he goes. Here he goes. I already said what I said yesterday. This pitching staff is not ready. That's not a viable starting rotation. When Farhan says he's done, you better not be. By the way, I did reach out to someone who I really, really respect, who is really, really dialed in. And I said, please tell me that that's negotiating. They're not, quote unquote, done. The response I got was, they're just waiting for prices to go down. So the Boars 4 is still out there, or whatever transaction, trade, who knows what. I don't buy it that they're done. However... If you wanted me to farhan all over the place, I can. I could tell you that they've spent the second most dollars in free agency. Please don't. I could. It's a fact. Great. Okay, I could say that. I could on, tell on uh, injured guys Fine. and question marks, but that's okay. But, I, I don't want to counterpoint your no, enthusiasm I'm, 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 I, with you know my own analysis. Again, I'm saying I could say that. I didn't. You did. I could by saying I could and then saying it is you saying it. But I could just so you know that. But I didn't. You did. Fine. So. Just so you know, you said it. <laughs> no, but I could. But you did. The other thing I could say is. And you're going to, well, so just say it. We've been told that the Giants are a bunch of dead personality fish. And the two biggest free agents they've signed are jung Lee and Jorge Soler. Now that's different, right? We got bat flips 
and chest bumps and 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 nicknames and wearing chains. Ooh, chains. We don't know, right? If you watch Jorge Soler hit a home run, it looks different than when Yaz hits one. Right. We don't put the head, well, I'll put the head down and let's run around. No. Like, let's freak out and celebrate. That's a Jorge Soler home run. Hopefully he's healthy enough to hit one this year. There it is. That There's the caveat. <laughs> all right. Put it, put it all together, and here's the point that I do want to make. I think that it's a bummer. I get it, but it's a bummer that the toxicity of the fan base right now, which is understandable, that anger is totally understandable, but I think it's a bummer that that fan toxicity is almost ready to be turned on the fans themselves. You want to be mad at Farhan? I get it. You want to be mad at Larry Bear? My God, I get it. You want to make fun of the Giants for the last two years? I get it. And you've got a lot of points. And you are right with the way they have treated you, the fan. But why is it that if a fan today is excited about Giants season, you kind of have to duck right after you say that? Because that's what it felt like when Grandy texted us today. Well, he said that he's very positive and I'm in the minority here, and I don't know why I feel this way, <laughs> especially considering how I felt right. about the team at the end of last season. Right. I think I think that's a fair way to go about it. I don't know if you necessarily have to duck, but I don't want you to expect to have a large number of people next to you sharing your excitement. And I, you and that's I were right. talking about this during the break. My excitement level for the Giants right now on February 21st is about a 2 on a scale of 1 to 10, in part because of the roster, but also in part because of the calendar. Yeah, I'm just only, not ready no, to dive both feet in. And you say that Jung-Hoo Lee has got a great personality and that Jorge Soler wears chains and he hits home runs and all the rest of it. That'll all be determined when we get to actual games in April. Well, and yes, course. spring training, once the real games and spring training start, I'll keep an eye on it or two eyes and you'll start to watch as things develop yeah. and you start to see players and who might make the team and who might not. But right now my excitement level for baseball in general is just never that high because it's February. Totally fine. So I don't think you need to duck because you are okay. super excited. Let me, let, let, let's go through the whole text. Cause this is in text form. This is ducking. I don't think so because a lot of it had to do with a comparison between two different teams. And I think that the ducking comes from, you know, some of us on the thread being more excited about that, another team than that team. That all came later. This text came well before that idea ever came up. What are you more excited about? That was Lucas trying to be a jerk. About seven minutes later, Lucas is like, what do you like better, Giants or Warriors? Pick one. Like, <laughs> that's Lucas just being that needler personality that he is. Always trying to get under your damn shirt. Trying to get in there and run around. And he got you. Yeah. He you got go, you. You want to go get coffee? Like, no, just. What a jerk. Yeah. Like, producing coffee. Like, exactly. bro, like, book someone. Anyway. Um, oh, oh, Marks, no, I'm Ooh, <laughs> Thank you. I know. I'm totally. He did get you. I'm goat. totally kidding. Matt. I'm totally kidding. Turns but out this, your goat fence is about a foot no, high. This is well before that, and that's why I bring it up. This just came from Grandy's brain. That's it. Nowhere else. No, this is unprompted. Listen to the sort of apologetic tone of the whole thing. I'm also very positive. I am in the minority here, 
and IDKYI feel this way, parentheses, especially considering how I felt about the team at the end of last year, end parentheses, but I think the Giants have had a very good offseason, and I'm actually excited, like way more than I thought I would be. They're once again suffering from setting their own expectations too high if they just kept their damn mouths shut mm. about signing a superstar, then this offseason would be looked at in a much better light. This team is loads better than last year. When healthy. I don't know where the ducking is coming in. Nobody fired back at him. Nobody no, 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 no. attacked you no, or him. I wasn't even a part of this. Right. I hadn't even said anything. I hadn't even said anything about the Giants. Right. I don't I'm I don't saying, sense the ducking from Mark Grandy because he's expressing that he's more excited about this team and he doesn't know why. He used the word excited after one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines of text before he could use the word excited. Well, that, he led with, I'm also very positive. You know what that is, Dibs? That's called a qualification sensation. Oh, okay. Cha-ching! You got eight lines uh, and parentheses. There's parentheses in here. Yeah. Now listen, I know that they're the Giants, and I and I don't know. Well, the phrase why I was, feel this way. I'm actually excited. Yeah. That's what makes it a little bit of a qualification. There you go. And we got an IDK in there. I don't even know why I feel this way. Maybe I just drank something. I don't know. It's possible. And considering this, and then when you consider that, and once I'm done with eight lines, whoa, I'm kind of excited. I, I just don't feel, in my heart of hearts, I feel like they don't deserve my excitement, exactly. but I can't help but feel excited. And that's, to look, look, all opinions and feelings and emotions are fair. They're yours. So... No, I'm not telling anybody else to be excited. I thought this struck my funny bone that as you even hear Mark say right there, it's almost like I'm excited. I don't think I'm allowed to be, and I know that this will not be popular, but I am. Oh, he's allowed to be, but I don't. I mean, how excited is he? Is he running out and buying season tickets or that's buying not, a that's, what, what do you buying think a Jorge you, Soler mini plan? I think we pay him. What's the matter with you, Coach? It's a text. I don't okay, think that he's really. Let's, let's move on. I don't think he's really that excited at all. <laughs> I think he is. Look at him. He's smiling. He's embarrassed because him. we're talking about. He's him. blushing. He doesn't like to be the center of attention, he except for six his, to seven. He wants his cheeks to be orange. It's Orange Tober. Ah, uh, yeah. It's an Orange Friday. Him. That's right. It's an Orange Friday. Hashtag with his nobody cheeks. like him. You know what I think it is? <laughs> I think for the first time in weeks, it finally starts to feel like baseball season. The sun is finally out. I think that's what got you, Grandy. <laughs> the sunshine. The, the sun came out two hours ago for the first time. That's when he sent the text. No, it's not. Good point. It was pouring when he sent it. It was 11 o'clock, yeah, when he sent it. It was pouring. I took the dog to the park. It was... Dang. That park was wet. I'm just point interested... Point stands. Feels like baseball season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just interested by the... Well, two things. One, the notion of, uh, you know, the Giants' offseason being better then they're getting credit for. That's yet to be determined. I don't necessarily see well, that, but I do think that he's right about their expectations, and if they wouldn't put it out there that they're going big game hunting okay. can, and can winding we... up without any big game again, that I do think leads to what you're talking about, where people are expecting things that aren't delivered. Whether or not the expectation came from Farhan's mouth himself, 
The notion is the Giants are going to go big game hunting. And when you say they spent the second most in free agency, and if that's factually accurate, and I believe that it is, it is. the Giants fans in general would say, how? I haven't heard of any of these guys. Jung Hoo Lee? Jung-Hoo the majority Lee. of fans Jung-Hoo would not Lee? know who Jung Hoo Lee is. That's a nine-figure deal. But you're missing the point. The majority of fans no, don't know who he is. That doesn't matter. That that matters to the extent of expectations because well, they didn't land players that we know about. All right. We so, casuals. So let me ask you this question, but don't answer it yet because we're sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh. But coming up next, because I I understand I understand the concept and the emotion. If they had just kept their mouths shut. All right. I would lo- just for an exercise, and then we'll get back to Warriors. You tell me that when Susan Slosser and Bags and Pavs, they get Farhan and they say, what's, what's the plan this offseason as far as free agency? I'd love, just as an exercise, I'd love to hear you answer that, how you wish the Giants would have answered it. I'd love to hear that on uh, Willard and Dips. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. You do a great Farhan. So, um, first and foremost, it's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman's Appliance. Trust the name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. How'd you answer it? Hey, what's your plans for free agency this offseason? Well, we plan to pursue, <laughs> you know, we, we plan to be <laughs> active in the market. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're always looking to uh, <laughs> upgrade uh, at every position. And, you know, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna try and uh, see if we can't uh, <laughs> probably overdoing the chuckling too much. But <laughs> you get the bit. Uh, you know, we're going to try to improve our team. We're going to leave no stone unturned. We're going to go big game hunting. But let's be honest, Sue's. And uh, bags, paths, you know, <laughs> we're going to come up short because it's what we do. But I'll tell you this. All right, now you, if there's you, a rule no, five guy out you. there, if there is a See, third you, string you catcher. I'm a giant fan. Go if there is seconds. a 15-year-old Dominican shortstop, <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> we're going to bring him in. <laughs> you can't go sure. 30 seconds without getting sarcastic on this. You can't go thirdly. Obviously, you don't mean he would actually say that. Of course not, Mark. We're I'm trying gonna, to play gonna, it for humor. No, but wait, you know what? What he says, I don't care what he says. It's what he does but that you, matters. But you guys are saying that you do care what he says. I care what he does. No, it doesn't the, matter what he says. Multiple times on this radio show, you have said that they, they should not have managed expectations this way. They have, should not have said that they were going to go after big names. Mark Grandy's text, if they had just kept their mouths shut about what they were going to do this offseason, I, I accept that. Well, I, what I'm I want to know just is delivered. how would you have answered that? Like, for real, how would you have answered that question? We are going to be in a way in, that you would have found acceptable. We're going to be in on all free agents. We understand that there are competitors and challenges, and you know we're not going to guarantee that we're going to get anybody. But I'll tell you this: we're going to be out there. We're going to try like heck to make this team better, and you know we're going to improve this product. And 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 you feel like it was answered differently than that? 
I feel like they set expectations about bringing in big names. And Farhan said when did back in January he understands the need to bring in big names and big talent. And I don't think that they've done that. I don't remember that quote. I was just looking at it during the break. What did it? What did he say? I'll pull it back up here. It was in uh, January. He said, yeah. January as in a month ago? Uh, January, yes. Farhan shoulders the blame for their struggle to bring in a superstar. Okay. This is from the TK Show podcast. Okay. What do you say? He said, I would say to the extent that I've been a part of this, I take responsibility for it. None of it should be interpreted or viewed as an indictment of the Bay Area. He was responding okay. to the idea of the right. Bay Area so, being so. This is the after the, that's after the fact, though. Right. That's after the fact. That's after the Shohei's and the Yamamoto's. Who, by the way, nobody had heard of him either until free agency started. Right. But but I, it, this is after those guys ended up as as Dodgers. I'm 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 like, and this is. I hope you understand this. I'm not trying to make a point. This is sincere. I want to know. How it is, those of you who feel like the Giants somehow told you that they were going to land a big star in free agency, how do you think they answered it, and how do you want them to answer it? Because my, my, my sense is a lot of people go, gosh, you promised the world. And I'm like, I didn't hear that. When did they promise that? It's not about promises. When has anyone about ever promised? their actions. They they try to get these players, and then they don't deliver these players. Right, but that's a totally different point. That, that to I, me is the greater point. But that, that I agree with. But I'm I'm again, I'm going on your words here and Grandy's, because I've heard you say this a number of times, that, that, that you believe the Giants somehow publicly held some sort of an event and there was, no, I never said they held an there, event. There were poster boards. It's the, and it was like it's we're going to get a star. Impression. It's the notion that they're going after these players. It doesn't okay. have to be words. It's the optics of you know all the reports of Rosenthal yeah. and all the rest of them. The Giants are in on Aaron Judge. No, blah no. blah blah. But the Giants are a finalist it, for Shohei Otani. Is that not out of their control though? What the national reporters say, like John Heyman, is like, well, they get that report from somewhere, right? But they're, they're in on everyone. They right, they, and, and then they they're were. out on everyone and as they, well, and then they fail, and so, that's and that is a obviously a massive problem. And that to me is the bigger issue yeah. than you know. You I'm know, just talking Grady's about the text, talking about what they say. I don't really care what they say. No, but you've said that. You said idea that for a year. Under promise and over deliver. They don't under promise and over. Deliver, but they also don't overpromise and underdeliver. I don't think they've promised anything at all, is what I'm saying. Well, and that's why no one's showing I up. I think they've disappointed general attendance. They've disappointed the hell out of us year after year. But but in I, free agency. All I'm all I'm focused on here is this idea that a lot of people seem to be running around with that the Giants like like held a press conference and told everyone we're gonna get them, which I just it's like I missed that. I never heard that. Maybe it is by osmosis because John Heyman. Well, is they had out the, there. the press conference with the owner right back when uh, he said, "You know, right. we're, we're just and trying to break that was even." Super underwhelming, right? I like talk about under. That's under promise and under deliver. Correct. Correct. Was Greg Johnson, and you know that's my number one issue with yeah. this whole organization right now. And I get that they're they're over there and people don't even know who they are or whatever. Like Farhan. We can have a discussion about him. To me, this is, to this point, this is an ownership thing. 
They even look at them right now. Well, it's a city thing. And if you listen to well, during Buster Posey, you know, Sorry. Buster saying that players have told him that, uh, you know, well, that's Buster made that yeah. Buster yeah. made that a thing. No, I mean, so it's partly a thing because Buster Posey said that players have told him it's a thing. I'm so not, it's yeah. a thing. I'm not saying that it's not a thing for certain people. Right. It's just unfortunately Completely. a bunch of bull. That I that, agree with you. That has even ended up a thing. Um, Although I almost got jumped four times last night walking back. To, no, turned out it was all you. <laughs> you and I were crisscrossing on the streets. You were the one who jumped. Yeah, yeah you fair. came up behind fair. me and I, I wasn't even looking. I was about to grab your umbrella, oh. but you didn't really see me coming. And so I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to yeah. catch an elbow or have you swivel around and clock me. So I, 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 I can't and won't uh, defend the repeated free agent failures. Um, I can't and won't defend even what I'm looking at right now. Right now, in this moment. Go back to that text message I told you I got where where the insider's like, they're, they're waiting for prices to come down. Right. Really? That, that, it's February 21st, and that's your game plan? Just, we want, hey, Boris, we like your guys, but let's, 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 let's piss them off first. Let's do that. But, like, and you think you're the only team waiting for the price to come down? For what? All 29 teams for what? are waiting for the price to you're come down. You're trying to save a couple bucks right? with your Mission Rock crap? Well, you're trying to come close to breaking even. Get the player. Get the player. That's not how they're approaching this. And they're wrong. Well, that Why do you think they is, keep not getting the player? And that's partly why my excitement level is not as high. If you would have signed uh, Chapman and or Bellinger or Snell, or Montgomery, if you would have had those guys in right now, the excitement level would be higher. I still wouldn't be at an I'm, 8 or a 9 because it's February. I'm but. totally with you. Like, my point is kind of quirky. It had, Like, I'm not defending the Giants offseason, even with their second-most spending. Their starting rotation is not viable. I don't even think – their lineup is potentially approaching viable, but I don't even think that's necessarily there yet. Um, what I am wondering is why does everybody feel like they literally looked you in the eye and promised you that they were going to nail it? I don't think they did that. And maybe that doesn't matter, but I just hear it. I hear it all the time. Right. I, and, 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 and you did a lot last year. Yeah. They went out there and they promised. I'm like, they, they did? I don't think they promised it. That would be the Again, stupidest thing to do ever. The idea of a promise is not, it's not the idea. It doesn't even matter to me if they said, we promise you that we're going to get a guy. Um, they wouldn't do that because they don't control that. The player controls it. It's the idea and the notion that they've been really hell-bent on bringing in one of these people, and they've been unable to do it. Correct. And, yeah, you know, no, Jung-Hoo Lee aside, we don't know a guy from the KBL. You gave him $113 million, That doesn't mean he's any good. Now, if he is worth $113 million, then good on you, Farhan. Mm -hmm. That's a steal. Yep. That's a find. That's great. He's a leadoff hitter. He can defend. He's got speed. He's got personality. Oh, boy. He could be a face of the franchise for six years going forward, but we don't know if the guy's any good. Well, None of us has ever seen him play once in our life on TV, well, yeah, lots in person. Of, lots of highlights. Sure. Like Darko Milicek-esque highlights. Exactly. Did you see any of his lowlights? I've never seen him strike out. Exactly. Every swing he takes, <laughs> the ball goes out to the wall right. right field. It's incredible. It's just... I've never seen anything else. I mean, that, and that's... Your biggest high-priced item was that you traded for a guy who oh. can't pitch until July. Yeah. Jorge Soler 
Hopefully he is the same slugger he's been at times, but he's had down years. He's had hurt years. Yeah. This is not like you, you signed no, no, Pete Alonzo. Nobody's traded for Alonzo or no, nobody's nobody's. Yeah, so that. I just I just wonder I wonder why people think that they told you that they were definitely getting Shohei or whatever. Here's a line from an Andrew Baggerly piece okay. about the pursuit of Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Okay. Uh Baggerly writes, according to those familiar with Zaidi's thinking, he has never been so all in on a free agent in his six years while leading the Giants baseball operations group. So it's less of a promise, but it's more just sure. as Zibs was saying, the reporting about how this was the year it and, was finally going to happen. And with that, I agree with you two and everyone else wholeheartedly. You you, you put three years into this pursuit, and uh, you got beat. You got beat. There, nobody's going to tell you that's okay. That's uh, You got beat again. So, yeah, I, I'm totally with you there. I just, like, I hear that a lot. Like, the Giants promised us this. I mean, no, they didn't. Yeah, no, they I don't. Didn't. Personally, I don't do promises in my own life, so I know that I never would have said you know? they promised us. No. A promise... You got married last year. Right. And it's a promise. Well, it's a commitment <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, you and I have both thing. been in uh, in commitments wow. that maybe didn't go the <laughs> distance. Yeah. So huh? the idea of a, a promise... No, I'm not going to promise you. I'm going to do my darndest. Yeah. I give you my word that I'm going to try like heck to be a good radio partner... I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to be the partner you want. I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to be great every day. We know that. I've already broken that promise multiple well, times. No, and that's like today. I, I guess that's that's kind of what I'm getting at as right, far as the right. expectation or it's you know like it it does. It feels like a lot of fans feel jilted. Like like and I'm just like like you can again be mad. I don't think right. that the, I don't want to hear that this roster's ready. I don't want to hear it. No, it's not. It's not, but I don't. I don't feel like somebody like you know what I mean. Like I'm not asking for a refund. I didn't spend anything yet, but you know right. what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, but like, I, remember I the also whole, can I can I real quick remember the whole for those of you who are listening to the crossover. Remember the whole like my son's gift was late, right, and didn't come for the birthday. I just want to say this out loud because, and it's not about my son or me or anything like that. But like, and I had people in my life because I was like. It ended up showing up the day after the birthday, the day after. And I had people in my life because I'm like, oh, I'm I'm emailing them. I'm like, you you did not. You promised me something. There was a line when I bought it that said two to five days <laughs> shipping. Yeah. I bought it on February 1st. It showed up on February 19th. That's more than two to That's five days. That's not two to five days. That's a promise that you didn't keep. But I had a lot of people be like, good luck. I've tried this a bunch of times, and businesses are just going to be like, so sorry, shipping's tough in 2024. I emailed them. I said, thank We love the product. We're having a great time with it. I'm glad it's been found. However, this did not meet my expectations, and it did not meet the my son's birthday party. And I would like to be compensated for that. And I got about a third of the price of the whole thing back. Nice. And, and so I appreciate that company. I'm like, that's, I wasn't asking for a refund. Yeah. But like, yo, meet me halfway. You didn't keep your promise. So good on that company. Yeah. They're called Putterball. It's fun. And oh, I've seen it. And I appreciate their responsiveness and their action. That's, that's good. That's a promise that wasn't kept. 
I just think that's different. It is different. Yeah. And I'm currently in a battle. I've taken up a battle for my wife. Oh, good. Because she got a garment from a company, and I won't name the company. She knows who to put on them. Well, and she's exasperated. This company doesn't It's even an know exasperation what's sensation. <laughs> it's funny because I'm actually oh, the good God. cop in this relationship. She plays more of the bad cop, <laughs> and it hasn't gotten her very far. So I said, let me take up for you. She got a garment sent to her that had a hole in it, and she said, there's a hole in it. And they actually showed a picture of how they sent it. And when they sent it, it had a hole in it because they were blaming the shippers. And so she wants her money back and she hit a dead end. And so I've taken it up now and I'm trying to kill him with kindness. I'll let you know how it goes. That's a good start. Yeah. Be ready to pivot. You know me, Mark. Pivot? I will pivot. I will pivot to the... (laughs) I will go dark side if I need to. But the idea of Farhan, he maybe didn't make a... Promise, but the notion as a consumer is that they were going big game hunting, totally. And all he's come back totally. with is small game, medium, medium apologies game. Apologies yeah. to Jung Hoo Lee. We don't know what kind of game you are. You got an injured pitcher, and you've got ah, you got a slugger, yeah, good little hitter, yeah. We'll see if that pans out in a pitcher friendly ballpark. Well, I mean, yeah, so it feels like as a consumer that he hasn't really done the job that you want him to do. Of course. And that, Absol- forget absolutely. The idea of promising absolutely. big names, I think that's a fool's errand because, yeah, you know, Yamamoto, he didn't want to come here. Arson Judge stayed in New York and all the rest of them. The one guy who did want to come here, you kind of turned your back on because he failed his physical. Carlos oh, Correa. Correa. Yeah. yeah. And after one year, I'm going to give that one to Farhan. Um, one year in. That's he. You get a win for year yeah, one because Correa, Correa's year was not worth what you were going to pay him. Um, although, yeah, he was he started to get good in the playoffs, which is what he does. He did. It's what he does. Richie in Queens and uh, Bobby Marks is joining us in ten minutes. Uh, capologist NBA. We'll get into the Warriors situation. Clay Thompson. Hey, Richie, you're on with Willie and Dibby. What's up? Hey guys, how are you? Good, man. How are you? All right. I spoke to you guys about. Oh, two months ago, and you were talking, well, I think it was you were mentioning us, who wants to come here? And you were insisting that people do do want to come here. They have to post these comments and whatever. And I remember saying, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, I I, I agree. I would have liked to see Chapman. I would like to see Montgomery. I didn't think we were going to get Snell. Bellinger would have been a great fit. I don't know how Bellinger felt about coming here. Those are all still on the table, Richie. They're all still on the table. Yeah, and they could still make a move. And you know, he. But look, you know, I look at this team, and I always try to look at the positive. They were eighty-one and eighty-one last year, which is amazing with what they had. Have they improved? I think they have Uh, a little bit. Soler, I give them a B. The reason I give them a B is because getting Soler kind of like, well, he's been a proven winner, MVP in the playoffs. Gives them pop. They haven't had a 30 home run guy since so far. So I, I think they'll be better. But, yeah, this is not the kind of draft or the kind of off season to say, well, they projected and jumped right into the, the top of the echelon. But after what happened last year, guys, with Arizona and with, uh, with Texas, you just want to get to the playoffs. Obviously, Robbie Ray coming back and Cobb, they'll probably come back and – in July, maybe those guys will be like, wow, you know, they're on the cusp, and now you got, it's almost like picking up two guys at the trade deadline. You know, but then, uh, you know, I don't want to see Flores every day. I love Flores. I, it was tremendous, but he can't be our best hitter. Conforto was a definite disappointment. Does he turn around? I think Yaz is going south, guys, at this point. I think physically it's taken its toll on him. 
and maybe Wade's healthier. So bottom line, uh, I love baseball. I want to look for the positives. I think they'll be competitive. It's going to be really tough to compete with Arizona and the Dodgers in that division. But at least they, I think they've improved a notch, and they've still got room for improvement. Richie, Always a pleasure, yeah. guys. Yep, to you as well. Thanks, Thank you Richie. so much. I, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Have they improved? Yes. Enough? No. They were 79 and 83 last yeah, year. Yeah, 79 and 83. 81 and 81 the year before. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just whatever. Like, perfect records exactly. at the end of exactly. Yeah. Uh, so... I wouldn't um, say they improved by a notch. I'd say their offense went a notch up and their pitching went a notch down. Did it? I mean, the only pitchers that they moved on from, everybody hated. They right. moved on from Di Sclafani and Alex Wood. But who's the rotation right now? Well, yeah, it's a lot of question marks, right. but we don't know that they're we don't know that they're not good. We don't know that <laughs> right. they're good. Yeah. I, I'm well, I'm not comfortable with the rotation, but I also can't tell you that Kyle Harrison and Jordan Hicks aren't gonna come out. And throw fireballs all over the whole league. I have no idea. I have no idea. Right. You know, I know Keaton Wynn is already on the shelf for a week, and he's supposed to be the fourth starter, and I'm not comfortable with that. Your nine-figure acquisition has zero at-bats, not only in Major League Baseball, but in America. So, I mean, in KB, uh, KBO players, I don't know how many... How many hitters have come over and really torn it up instantly? And you're paying a guy 113 million. Gigantic question mark yeah, to me. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. No, no, no doubt. Connor, San Leandro. Hey, Connor, what are you doing? Hey guys, what's up? Uh, just listening to you, and uh, you know, I'm hearing this debate about whether or not we've technically caught Farhan and a promise. I mean, he did say that he's never been so all in on a free agent as. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. So that's literally his best effort, and it failed. That's a high watermark of what he can achieve. Uh, I am, in addition to being a diehard 49ers fan and a diehard San Francisco Giants fan, I happen to be a Knicks fan. And if you look at what Leon Rose has done on the other coast to build a, a real contender, he has been a real executive. He hasn't just bid the same amount as everyone else and then w- washed his hands of the whole deal. What he's done instead is by hook or by crook. If I need to hire the, uh, the, the second to Luka Doncic and I need to hire his father, bring him in, and then get his son to play for us, uh, you know, after, the, after a, a really incredible offseason run by the Dallas Mavs, then I'm going to do that. We need creative thinkers. And, and the creative thought that Farhan has brought is dumpster diving. He hasn't brought any creative thought to what he can do to change the perception. And if anything, he's kind of let the cat out of the bag on having everyone argue about whether the Bay Area is actually attracting free agents. He should have been well in front of that five years ago. He should have seen where the wind was blowing, uh, so to speak, but also literally, and figure out how we can change this team to make it competitive with what the Dodgers were going to do. He was in that building before he was in ours. Well, and Connor, he didn't know what yeah, the Dodgers I, were going to do. I completely agree with that. That This subject has now come up twice, and it never should have come up at all. I don't care how true it is. This was my whole point. There's still people out and about who think I came after Buster Posey. I didn't. I didn't. He's allowed to have the opinion. He's the one there talking to people. Right. So I'm sure he's right. I came after Buster My Posey. issue was that it went public. That was the issue. There's no way to win there. And all you do is make it a national conversation that ends up in Charles Barkley's mouth on TNT. Exactly. Three months later. How is this helping you? And then Farhan's over here. Here's the other one. 
Oh, we finally got Jorge Soler. Well, how'd you do it? Well, I got Wilmer Flores on the Zoom, and he closed. The guy who's going to lose the at-bats is the one who came in and and convinced Soler to close the deal. Like, (sighs) this is really just all PR, people. It's just PR. Speaking of which, the panda's back. Hmm. I mean, it's all PR. I mean, you look at the three teams, and you can tell who's got the PR rankings. Number one, Golden State Warriors. Raymond Ritter, best and, in the business. And Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr will jump on the air and be Steph like, Steph Curry, my, my God. Fault. I messed everything up last night. That was my bad. Steph, I'll put my reputation right. on the line and duel that out at the All-Star Weekend against Sabrina Onescu. Wow. PR ranking number two, San Francisco 49ers. Can be clunky. Kyle's arrogant, thinks he's right. Sometimes he'll tell you, but they're really good. Uh, they haven't won rings. Jed York with a nice comeback as an owner, too. He's, he's figured it out, PR-wise. PR ranking number three, Giants. What are you doing? I think the Quakes are in the Bay Area Panthers. Both are ahead of the Giants. The Giants are terrified of the A's leaving because they've got them beat in PR, but that's about it. Quakes' uh, 50-year anniversary season just about to start, Mark. Don't sleep on it. We're presented by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. Um, where are you on Clay Thompson? And what is it the Warriors can and potentially would do in the second half of this season to make you think that major changes should not be afoot? We get into all of that with, for our money, the best capologist in the NBA. And that's Bobby Marks of ESPN, who joins us next on Willard and Dibs. Back to Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. Bobby Marks is uh, standing by. Can't wait to talk to him. Willard and Dibbs, glad you're with us. But a couple things to uh, to pass along that uh, the, the Lakers just announced. Uh, number one, LeBron James is out tomorrow night. We knew he was questionable with the ankle. Um, he, um, you know, played in the all-star game and everything, uh, but he is out tomorrow night and the Lakers also announcing that Christian Wood is out approximately two weeks with swelling in the left knee. No excuses. Warriors got to get the W tomorrow night. Sometimes those teams without stars are the most dangerous teams that you have to face. Uh, Steve Kerr said that to us. Uh, yep. Right before the Clippers game with no Kawhi, he goes, I hate it. I hate that he's out. Um, but uh, but anyway, Lakers will do it without LeBron. Bobby Marks, NBA front office expert, capologist, ESPN, uh, joining us here on the show. We're going to get you kind of some of the uh, the Joe Lacob sound from the TK pod as we talk it out with Bobby. Hey, Bobby, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing uh, we're doing fantastic. Um, I tell you what, before we play the Joe Lacob sound for everybody, uh, you know, because he kind of referenced the tax apron. Could 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 you give us this? What do you think Clay Thompson is worth on on the open market right now, and and what makes sense for the Warriors if they get to that conversation? You know, probably what makes sense is probably what you know what. You know, he was offered, I guess, in an extension. You know, in that 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 probably that twenty-five to thirty million dollar range. I, I don't see anything more. Uh, he's not he's not a max player at this stage of his career. Um, you know, you look at you know. So for me, I think it's you know anywhere between twenty-five and thirty. Probably where, probably maybe a little bit north where Draymond came in. But I, you know, I you, know, you get concerned as far as 
multiple years, you know, past two. Um, so for me, it's, you know, it's probably in that $25 million range because if you look at it, it's like, okay, if it's not Golden State, then who is it, right? You go a little bit of a process of elimination as far as teams that have significant cap space and really the teams that have it that are playoff teams. Like, you know, he's, he could certainly want to go to a rebuild. You know, Detroit would be one of them, but, it, you know, would be potentially Oklahoma City and potentially a, a team like Philadelphia. And if you look at the Warriors situation then, assuming that the Chris Paul $30 million comes off the books and Joe Lacob's desire to reduce payroll, can they really pay Clay Thompson that 25 to $30 million a year amount and still stay under that luxury tax threshold? It's, it'll be tight. I mean, it'll be really tight. I mean, you've got, a, you know, you've got about $137 million in, in guaranteed contracts right now. That, is, that doesn't include, you know, Looney's got a, a, partial, guarantee, a partial guarantee there. Um, and, you know, the luxury tax, 171. Um, I mean, you do the math, you add 25, and then you fill out your roster, you're going to be right at, you'll be right, probably right at the tax. Um, you know, you will be probably below the apron, which is certainly the goal. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a challenge as far as um, you know staying under the tax. I know you know I heard, I heard you know you know as far as being repeater tax team, which they are, and you're paying you know a significant amount of money and everything. But you'll have, you're going to have hard decisions. You know you're going to have hard decisions with you know as you said the Chris Paul contract. You're going to have hard decisions if you have to choose between Wiggins and Clay. Um, you have hard decisions as far as what. Clay's number is going to be um, because eventually, you know, next year Kaminga's you know number number would come in because he's extension eligible this off season here, and and Steph's extension eligible too. I mean, you could add another year on on to his contract here. So, yeah, I mean, it's it it's doable, but it's going to be extremely tough as far as getting under that one seventy one number if that's what the goal is. Uh, and Bobby, since you referenced it twice, we want to play for our audience what Joe Lacob did recently say. On the TK pod, here it is. Can you say you are going to be out of the second apron going into the off? You know, going into next season, you will not be. In the uh, I'll apron. go beyond that. I'll tell you that our, you know, one plan one or one A is actually we'd like to be out of the tax, and we think we have a way to do that. That that kind of is the plan, not not just under the second apron. And that's I'll tell you why that's important because the truth is that we need to be out of the tax two years out of the next four in order, or you know, below the tax line in order to get this repeater thing off our books. We don't want to be a repeater. It's it's just it's just so prohibitive. Not to say we wouldn't do it if we had to, but it you got to look at what the downside is to doing that. So that's the plan is to try to do that, and we think we can keep our team together and and retain even the players that are we might be able to bring players back at different numbers and so on. So that's kind of plan A. But there's a plan one B, I guess, or probably one one A. And one B is you know we could we could go even further. Uh, than that, and and we could make big changes if we had to. If this team, you know, were to go slide all the way down here and not do well at the end of the year, you know, there's going to be big changes. But if, yep, yep. but if you know, if we do really well, we might decide to go the other way. So everything's open. We have to be flexible. I can just tell you that the goal is to not be a lottery team ever. The goal is to be competitive. The goal is to win, and ideally, if it's possible, to win championships or compete for championships. So uh, here's my question for you, Bobby, especially with the way you referenced it. Um, and Bobby Marks, ESPN, with us. When when Joe talks about getting under the apron, in listening to you, you make it sound like it's possible, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily give them any flexibility to improve. Is that is that accurate? What kind of flexibility would they have? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's two different things. You know, he certainly he referenced the luxury tax, which is projected to be at 171, and then then we have the aprons here, right? So the the set the first apron is like 179, and the second one is going to be at 189. So listen, when if you're in the second apron, you are you better like your roster. <laughs> I mean, you better like your roster because you won't be able to add outside of you know guys on the veteran minimum, and it's extremely extremely challenging to trade for players. It's basically dollar for dollar. And you can't aggregate what, what he's references as far as with the luxury taxes that, yeah, I mean, this team is a, this team is a repeater tax team, which, which means they're in the, they've been in the tax at least four years. Their, their luxury tax bill is, you know, 180 million plus, And then you add a, a, you know, salary, you know, 200 million. So you're paying 380 for a playing team right now. That that's not justifiable, you know, justifiable. It, it just really isn't. I mean, unless, unless you just want to continually spend, the hard thing, we're, we're, what Joe's probably looking at too, is that and when we get to 2025, so not this offseason, the following, these luxury tax penalties become more significant. You know, instead of having an $180 million tax penalty, it could be $300 million. Or it could be $350 million because it's more punitive as far as the tax rates are going to be here. But yeah, I mean, listen, he could, everything is, as you said, everything's on the table. You know, where you are right now in, in the standings and you're, you know, you're fighting to get in. I think they will. Um, you're looking at the, at the 9 10, and then you're, you got to win two to get it to, to face probably Minnesota or Oklahoma City. And you get a, maybe you get a run in you and things change a little bit here. But the reality probably is that, as he said, you're probably going to have to make some hard decisions and you probably have a placeholder as far as, where where you see Clay's numbers going to be, and then you know as far as and maybe what you see with Wiggins is, is going to be, and but but as you guys you know you're fully aware. Then, then what's the message you send to Curry, right? What is the message send to Steph Curry that, that your final two years of your contract here, or maybe it'll be even longer, that it's going to be a little bit of a, a step back. You know, it's it's going to be a little bit of a youth movement here, and we're going to rely on, on Kaminga and Brandon. Um, you know, we'll still have Draymond, and we'll see what happens with uh, you know with um, you know, what happens with Wiggins and maybe he can turn into something like that. So everything's doable, but as he said, yeah, there's going to be some hard decisions. Is it at all doable to go big, big game hunting in terms of some of the bigger names that might be available in the offseason? I don't want to put names to it because then people go crazy, but to add a player who's 45 or 50 million, what would that mean in terms of subtracting from this roster going into next season? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, what's happening with these rules when we get into the offseason starting in April? So if, 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 you're a, if you're a first or second apron team, if you're one of these teams, not a luxury tax, a first or second apron. So if you've got salary over $178, $78, million, everything is dollar for dollar. So if, if you want to go out and get, um, I'm just throwing, Trey Young, for example, right? You want to go out and get Trey Young or Donovan Mitchell. Then you better you got to trade a you know a forty million dollar player. It's got to match up. There's no more percentages. It's not one hundred and twenty five or one hundred and ten ten percent. So you've got to match up. You got to find a salary on your roster and to, to do that. So you're not you can't combine. Um, you know if you're a second apron team, if you're one of these teams out you know high spending, you can't combine Wiggins and Chris Paul to go get a fifty million dollar player. Those days are over here. So that becomes more challenging for, uh, you know, where Golden State is with, with their salaries here to go out. And if that all-star became available, you've got the picks. You know, it's not, it's not an issue of the picks or maybe even your younger players. It's just a matter of salaries matching up because of where these rules are right now. Bobby, if there is a Kaminga extension in the offseason, what does that contract look like? 
probably what you're looking at probably in Minnesota with um, with uh, Jaden McDaniels. I mean, he got five for one thirty-one. You know, that's you're probably looking at thirty million a per. I think certainly where what his role is going to be moving forward, um, what his role is right now as a starter, he's only going to get better. Um, as my colleague Brian Winhurst calls it, it's you know he's not going to get a max, but it's the fun max, right? It's the first contract, it's the first extension here. It's not you know um, the second or third contract. It's basically buying stock in something, and and hopefully it exceeds the expectations here. But you're you're probably looking at him at, in that thirty million dollar range. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union.